First episode of Gorgeous Babes of Horror, where we make bad jokes about gorgeous cinema. Um, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Tons of fun. Oh yeah. Big time. So, um, we are a podcast that is gonna say some stuff about some movies, and there's probably like a fuck ton of these out here, but we don't give a shit. Because uh, we do it for the fun of it, and for the love of of movies and shit, you know, not, you know, not the fame. No. If I wanted, if I wanted fame, you know, I'd, I don't know, I'd, like, get skinny and go on Instagram and sponsor that poop tea that makes you poop a lot and lose weight. Oh, dude, poop tea? Yeah, yeah, like that laxative tea that, you know, they're always like, oh, try the slimming tea on my Instagram, and it's like, um, and that slimming tea is a laxative. That's what makes it a slimming. <laughs> I was like, you're going to be sh- shitting your pants in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I hit I hit a little, clo- little too close to home there. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I deserve that, honestly. Worst fucking day of my life. I deserve to be shamed. <laughs> um... Alright, well, uh, we watched, um, we watched a pretty bad movie, um, the other day, uh, called American Poltergeist. Uh, this is on Netflix, um, very clearly a, um, straight-to-video type of film. I mean, very B-movie, very independent, which is cool. We love independent filmmakers, and we love independent film. Just when they're done nicely, and when they make sense. You know, literally, there was there was not a redeeming quality. That the acting was bad. The dialogue, the writing, the 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 lighting, the editing, the shot composition, All the it. sound. Literally, like everything was so distracting. It wasn't even one of those like enjoyable to watch because it was bad. Because everything was so bad. It was just bad. That's really all we can fucking say. That's it. Goodbye. Thanks for joining Gorgeous Ladies of War. Well, that's all, folks. That's all, folks. Um, no, we're gonna get into this. Um, so, American Poltergeist, uh, we will start with, um, it was made in 2015, uh, per imdb.com. Uh, it was directed by Michael Rutowski, uh, written by Nicole Holland and Michael Rutowski. Um... There's really nobody in the cast that I really recognize. There's, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it's a B-movie. It's just, it clearly looked a little low budget, again, which is cool. We support independent filmmakers, um, but we're going to make fun of them because we have to. <laughs> I mean, we make fun of ourselves. We're independent filmmakers, and we make fun of ourselves. Oh, yeah. So, we got to have fun with it, guys. Um, the only person I sort of recognize is, uh, Donna Spangler. She's the Morticia Adams type character of the film. (laughs) Um, apparently she was a wrestler, which is cool. Um. Okay. Yeah, no, apparently she's a wrestler, but that's really, that's really all I know about the cast, um, for this. So, let's just get into it. The description... And the plot on IMDb says, Horrific visions torment Taryn when she, her brother, and college pals move into an infamous old house. Then her bloody hallucinations become all too real. Oh. You know what else is too real? Oh, what? Uh, you know, the time I wasted watching this fucking movie. (laughs) Too real, man. Too real. (laughs) Like this if you cry every time. Okay. Alright, let's bust a nut. Bust a nut into it. Bust a nut into it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the beginning of American Poltergeist starts out with, like, this Blair Witch type 
title card in a way. Like, it kind of gives, like, that documentary vibe. It it sort of gives off, like, a found footage vibe. You know, it, it starts giving off, like, that story of, like, it displays a very similar intro to, like, the case remains unsolved, and this is what happened to... Yeah, honestly, this, in my opinion, this is the absolute worst way to start a movie. Because right off the bat you're saying, okay, so... Everybody dies at the end, and it's unsolved. You know, it's like, why am I going to watch this movie if I know that everybody's just going to die? Yeah. I think there's exceptions, you know, to that rule. Like, Texas oh. Chainsaw Massacre, I feel like, is the exception to something like that. Um, but I see where you're coming from, though. Where it's just, you're right, where it's like, if I already know everyone's going to fucking die at this, like, do I really want to know the meaty parts, you know? Yeah. I, I totally, and- I get where you're coming from. And I don't know, it's just it's just kind of like, I guess it's it's just kind of the concept of show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Show me these people dying. Don't tell me about it. Same thing with exposition, you know. Yeah. It's like, don't just get out this big long ass dialogue and Quentin Tarantino it. Like, just <laughs> fucking show me. But again, I'm not dissing Quentin Tarantino. You know, he's he's pretty fucking, he's pretty fucking great. But he can suck my toes any day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because, you know, Quentin Tarantino's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like, oh yeah, they they stand a chance with me. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know what, Quentin Tarantino, if you're listening to this, you can rub my feet any day. Please. Pay you me. know, I joke like that, but like, don't ever fucking touch my feet. <laughs> like, don't touch me in general, but don't ever touch my feet. I mean, feet are, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we have like a Case Remains Unsolved uh, type of intro. So, it shows, um, it it sets the stage, if you will, for five friends who experience the worst poltergeist in America. Which, can I say something here? Worst poltergeist in America. So, uh, by definition, a poltergeist is not really, like, a house that's haunted. It's really, like, a person that's haunted. So, like, they're the one who, like, who is creating all this energy, you know? And they're the ones... Where they're kind of dispersing all this, these vibes, uh, where things are moving, and, and they're the ones who are open to it, and they're the ones displaying that, um, in a sense, in a loose sense. I I, I kind of doubt the validity of that too, <laughs> going I, into it. I just want to know how they judge that. Yeah, like, like what it, makes this a poltergeist? Like this, and on, well, a, on, on the no, they they do it like the uh, pain scale at the uh, the doctor's office, like yeah. Okay, so what face are you making? That's the level of poltergeist we got right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, is it, is it, God, this is painful because there's, like, literal knives getting thrown at me? Or, uh, my TV remote just kind of fell on the floor, you know? <laughs> like, what's, you know, what constitutes is. It shows, um, the beginning after the title cards, it shows, like, this weird montage of, like, a girl, like, committing suicide. And it's just a whole bunch of quick cuts of just, like, creepy shit, and then, like, a chair, and then a girl who, like, is gonna hang herself. And she just keeps saying, I love you, I love you, and then, like, it shows that she kills herself by hanging herself. Uh, And then it cuts to um, Fall River, Massachusetts. And whether or not you guys may or may not know the story of um, Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, There's a very infamous murder that happened there um, by a woman named Lizzie Borden. Um, This is a pretty popular story. So I I would think that, like, a lot of people would know. Just in case people don't know, a little recap. Uh, Lizzie Borden, um, she had killed her father and her stepmother one day. Um, She hacked them to death with an axe. And um, she was charged... And she had a trial, but she ended up uh, being acquitted of all charges. Um, And she ended up living out the rest of her life super fucking rich, yo. And it's actually a really fascinating story. Um, I mean, obviously we won't get into it now, but that's a little bit of, like, the backstory. is just um, this super rich family um, where Lizzie just fucking killed her dad and her stepmom. And, uh, yeah. She just went bonkers, yo. Yeah, I mean, the only thing our city is famous for is, like, you know, some crack dealers and Cheap Trick came from here. Oh, know? yeah, so, Cheap Trick came from here. Yeah, Screw City. We make screws. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Sock monkeys. 
We have oh, Rockford Peaches, too. Hey, they're oh, pretty fucking true. dope. That's true. We have Rockford Peaches. So, you know, I guess, I guess you know, we may not have a Lizzie Borden, but, but we, we, do uh, have, we do have Cheap Trick and some some softball ladies. I did read uh, about a guy who um, killed, like, a 13-year-old and put her in uh, one of those big steel drums and got, like, convicted for it. Wait, yeah. like here? Rock- yeah, here in Rockford. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So it takes place in Fall River, Massachusetts. It's pretty heavy on the Lizzie Borden vibe. One of the first things I notice is the way the camera is. You can tell that someone's holding it, which is fine, which is cool, but it gave off... I couldn't really tell if it was like a found footage or if it was like, you know... It was telling it from, like, a fourth wall. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I couldn't really tell in the beginning. I was like, oh, okay. Well, we'll just continue to watch this and see where it takes yeah. us. I mean, right off the bat, like, the first thing I noticed with this movie, scene one, uh, the shot composition for this was so horrible. The entire movie was just wide shot. There was, like, no, you know, like, all oh, these characters are talking, so let's get, like, a... You know, like a close-up on it? No, it right. was... The entire movie was, like, just one big wide shot. Well, and there was one was scene... so distracting. And there was one scene that really bothered me where it was, like, the the brother and, like, some other friend that were talking, they're like, oh, they're like, we want to do a birthday party for, you know, my girlfriend, Nikki. And, and the way the camera just does it, like, the camera's, like, in front of the truck, and then it just goes to the side of the truck. It doesn't even do, like, two close-ups or anything. On these two characters. It is oh literally just like, here's from another angle. Yeah, it's just like, he just like turned. It's like, oh, uh, cool. Like, that didn't really look great, but if that's that's an interesting choice. The acting is bad. Oh, it's yeah. really bad. Like, that was, that was pretty obvious from the start. Um, the characters are overly developed. I noticed there was that Nikki character who kept, like, looking at her hair in the mirror, and she kept looking, you know. Yeah, every... so annoying. Yeah, what, as, you know, they're doing at the... the oh, we should probably explain why they're there. Oh, yeah, okay, they're there because <laughs> we're just going off, this is bad! Like, <laughs> like, someone's gonna fucking listen to this and be like, these bitches fucking suck. <laughs> and they would be right. Yeah. <laughs> they would be yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh... I think we suck so far, but that's okay, because we're not in it for the fame and the fortune. Okay, I'm in it for the the fame and the fortune, so fuck you. I was in it for the groupies, but... Oh, I mean, that too, I suppose. These, uh, these, uh, five friends, um, they move into this giant-ass house, uh, for college. So, they're there for the semester, um, and they all decided to move in because it was super cheap, and it was well within their budget to stay here. It's some college students, got the frat vibe going on, okay, that's fine, but pretend like you're in a frat, at least. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you said, the, the, the Nikki chick, every time they pass, like, as they're doing the house tour, anytime they passed a mirror or a reflective surface, the swimming pool, she stopped and fixed her hair, and it's like... Yeah. Okay. I, I get the. I get the point. She's. She's vain. Okay. So characters are um, kind of going through the house, and they start talking to like the person who owns the house, and it's like this Morticia Adams esque type figure. Only she looks nothing like Morticia she, Adams. They. They tried to uh, give Morticia vibes to a Karen. They really, really, truly did. And, and to be fair, you know, I mean, she really. I mean, she was really pretty, and she looked really yeah. great. You, know, you could tell she was trying. Yeah, you could tell she was trying, but she also was just not good. And and this is uh, this is that uh, Donna Spangler woman, the wrestler. Yeah. So and you know, I I'm not gonna lie with at least with her, I feel like if the you know the editing and again the shot composition was better, I feel like that would have you know at least compensated for the acting. I agree because she wasn't terrible. It was. Just, but again, you know, when they kept saying, she's so eccentric. Yeah. Like eccentric woman. <laughs> like, what? Like, okay, but, that makes her eccentric because she's quiet? Like, like, like but literally, like, okay, like, the, what the fuck? I guess you could say a weird thing about her is the way she spoke, you know, like, drawing out the words, she would 
talk like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again, you know, I feel like I feel like she was pulling it off as much as she could. Right. But again, you can only do so much with bad editing and bad cinematography. You know? I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, she. I definitely do have to say she wasn't the worst part. Right. I agree. She wasn't she, the she worst was part one of the so better far. Parts. I'll give her that. Yeah. I'll give you that Donna Spangler. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. More like Donna Spanker. We're getting a little saucy in here. <laughs> Is it hot in here? No, it's just Donna Spanker. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So they uh, they go and they uh, settle in. And I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this conversation, but... This is where I think, like, Taryn and Jenna were talking. They were, like, in their rooms. They were having this conversation about, like, Taryn's brother had mentioned that... Taryn was like, oh, yeah, he says that I have a boogeyman complex and my helter-skelter obsession. What? What? What does that even mean? (laughs) And they never never touch on it again. It's like... never touch it. It's like, okay, does, does this mean she's, like, one of those creepy chicks who watches murder documentary? Like, yeah. What I'm, does what does this mean? You know, and, and Helter Skelter could, could mean a couple things. Like, it, yeah. it could mean, like, the, you know, the, the events related to Charles Manson, or it could mean, um, you know, the, the fucking Beatles. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, <laughs> like, she, she doesn't. We don't know what this means. No, we just fucking don't. Like, and Boogeyman Complex? I would really appreciate if someone could fucking explain to me what a Boogeyman Complex is. I may or may not have this. Like, what, do you, do you want to fuck the Boogeyman? Because, I mean... Do you think you are the Boogeyman? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) My cat Calvin is just staring at me. And he's... Tapping your boobs. He's tapping my boobs. He wants the milk. (laughs) Oh my god, that's... He, he, like, assaults people. The other day, oh, he's he, on um, my lap. The other day, oh. he fucking um, was uh, he was on my lap, and he was like kind of like on my chest area, and he like spread his paw out, and he like flexed his paw, and it like pulled down my shirt, oh my and I'm like, okay, Calvin, the fuck. He's very soft. He is a soft kitty, little baby soft boy. Um, yeah, boogeyman complex. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't understand. Yeah. Um. So, and then it shows, uh, it, it, it kind of goes on, it shows the, the kids kind of settling in. Um, and then they show Taryn taking a doll. She was, like, in a bedroom, and she just, like, takes a doll and puts it in her bag. And I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of that was. Yeah, I don't it didn't think that, come back again. I, I, I don't remember seeing it again. Yeah, it was really, that was weird. But she takes a doll, and I thought this was important, but I guess it's not. But, you know, it does show up later, though, like... It, it's, like, the only purpose, I feel like, for that doll was that she took it, and then, like, in a few scenes later, it was, like, on the floor, and it was, like, laughing. So did you take it just because you thought it was creepy? Like, and you didn't want to see it? Okay. So, there is a dinner scene that ensues, and everyone's kind of sitting down and, and kind of introducing themselves, uh, Diana, um... Donna Spanker. <laughs> Donna Spanker. I love it. Uh, she kind of asks everybody, you know, like, oh, how did you guys meet each other? You know, and they're, everyone's kind of doing their exchange. And um, all of a sudden you hear this giant bang. Like, I mean, somebody really, like, fucking, like, it sounded like if you threw your body against a wall. That's what it sounded like. And, and everyone was like, what was that? And, and she's like, it was just the wind. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Since when does the wind sound like a fucking body slam? You should know this because you're a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't no fucking wind I've ever heard of. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It was loud, too. I'm like, oh my god, okay. Um, A little bit later, they hear another bang, and they go into the basement. And this is where, um, actually, Taryn and Jenna are in bed at this point. So okay. Taryn, yeah, so Taryn really and Jenna quick, are good. Before we before we go on, <laughs> yeah. I just want to touch on this. Okay, now this is a, the, they're staying in a mansion that has a guest house. These two college age girls are sharing a twin size mattress. 
Why? There's literally no reason. There's, it's literally a mansion with a guest house out back. You both are sharing a twin-size mat. There, you're telling me that you could not find an open bed. Like, even if you wanted to share a, a bedroom, whatever. But, like, you couldn't right. even pull in an extra mattress. Right? Like, this is a fucking mansion, and you're telling me I have to share a goddamn bed with somebody. <laughs> like. It just, I, I just don't understand why they were sharing a mattress. No. In, in this mansion. I don't get it. That's really fucking weird, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Any, anyway, you know. Uh, I mean, you know. Point. I mean, you know, fucking, um, Taryn and, and Jenna are sleeping, and Taryn hears a, a heavy bang, another bang, that is apparently this giant body slam of a wind. Um, but she doesn't believe it for one fucking second. She shouldn't. Um, and she ends up going into the basement, and she finds Nikki, which is, like, her brother's girlfriend, holding the- an axe. The vein, the vein one, the the super yeah, the super vein character. She's holding an axe, and uh, turns out she's sleepwalking. So Taryn um, takes her back up to her bedroom and puts her to sleep. She goes back into her room, and she's just kind of like laying there, you know. And she sees like this weird shadow, and I, I'm gonna be honest, it was actually kind of creepy. Cause like if I would have seen fucking something like that, I'd have been like, good fucking bye. I'm out. Like, I would have gotten up and I'm like, this place is not for me. <laughs> well, especially after seeing your brother's girlfriend, you know, holding an axe. You, you'd already be kind of on edge. <laughs> it's like you're already, like, and then seeing a shadow? No fucking way. Um, but she sees the shadow and she's startled. And then Jenna wakes up and she's like, are you okay? You know, and it's like, you know, what happened? And, and, and Darren's just like, oh, nothing. <laughs> like, Wow. You just brush all that off. That's fine. Okay. It's just not realistic. And, and like, I get it, you know, film isn't supposed to be realistic, and and film is supposed to be Well, it doesn't have to be realistic, but it should be believable at at, at least. least. I know. Next morning, they're all hanging out. It's a nice summer day. And they're all um, at the pool, and they're all just chilling out, you know, relaxing all cool. Jenna is taking some pictures of everybody. And Jenna looks up at the balcony of the house, and I'm pretty sure she sees Ronald McDonald (laughs) in a fucking blue dress. (laughs) This is the worst. This is the worst depiction of Lizzie Borden I've ever seen in my whole life. I don't know what type of creepy vibe they were going for, but they straight up went Ronald McDonald territory. Because this bitch was wearing a bright ass red wig, super pale skin, (laughs) and just this blue dress, and Jenna doesn't even fucking question it. She just snaps a pic. And then looks down and is just like, okay, and then goes away. They they all sit down to eat, and um, Jenna even mentions, you know, to Diana, you know, she's like, oh yeah, who was that lady up in the balcony? And, and Diana's like, there's nobody here, you know, being all, like, creepy and... and all a Morticia Karen about it. Yeah, and just, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Jenna's like, oh, well, the pictures were, like, right, you know, they were, like, right here, and of course they mysteriously disappeared. So after that, um, Taryn blames her brother's girlfriend, so so she blames Nikki for, um, like, the weird sleepwalking and, like, something weird is going on, and, and somehow Taryn thinks that, like, Nikki's, like, perpetuating it, and she's, like, she's, like, causing it, <laughs> like, which is absurd, because, like, clearly she wasn't, I mean... I mean, sleepwalking is a medical yeah. disorder, so, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why she's just, like, like, is this the dark ages where it's, like, oh, oh, medical disorder, you must, she's a witch, she's a witch, <laughs> she's a witch, burner. <laughs> you're Ronald McDonald-looking bitch, you're Ronald McDonald-looking bitch, burner. Anyway, Taryn tries to blame, you know, Nikki for all this, and her brother just, like, freaks out, and was just like, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and, um, 
stop trying to cock block me, sister. <laughs> That's essentially what's happening, honestly, though. Um, and then and then we're presented uh, with a scene where there's a there's a cop that enters our lovely story in this dude. Oh, he he was he made his first appearance like in the first couple minutes, didn't he? It wasn't he passing by? He's like, "Are you moving in?" Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. He was being really fucking creepy to Nikki. Um, yeah, there was a cop that comes in. He's just like, "Oh yeah, you're just moving in." Well, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I'm carrying like five boxes and going into a new house. Yeah, you know what? I think you could probably see that I'm moving in. Yeah. So this, this guy just is just kind of dropping in every once in a while, just enough so that you know he's going to be important later. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. So this, uh, in my notes, I put him as nosy ass cop. <laughs> um, I sold this cop and and um, Diana, so Karen Morticia, uh, have a little bit of a um, a conversation. Oh, bless you. Oh, Mr. Sneezums. My cat sneezed. So this nosy ass cop, in my notes, um, and Diana, Karen Morticia, has, um, they have a conversation about just um, like, Taryn coming home, and they're like, oh, you know, like, they, they kind of throw hints about some sort of family lineage, just a little bit of an exposition for you, just enough to give you a little, a little taste of a little, a little bit of, oh, sh- there's something special about Taryn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just some hints to, to make you curious about what's gonna happen next. Like, just enough to make it really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's what I feel like it's one of those things where, like, they're they're like trying to drop the hints to hook you, but it's just it's just so poorly done that it it's like okay, I I really don't care about this chick. To yeah, be honest. no, like it just doesn't I didn't care make about me give a the, shit. I didn't care about any of the characters to be honest. No, it didn't make me give a shit about anybody. I'm gonna be honest. It's like if you all died, I wouldn't care. Like oh, honestly, well, as we saw in the first two seconds of the movie, they do. Oh, <laughs> hey, so that already sets the mood right there. It's <laughs> just like, oh, they all die. Great. So I'm not gonna care about any of these fuckers. Right. Um. I do have to say, like, I think the story development, like, I think, like, they had really good intentions, and I think that it was, it was kind of nice to see that they were trying, you know, it was just kind of like one of, I don't, I don't want to go as far as say it was like a pity, it was like a, like a, like a pity compliment, being like, oh, well, they tried, but like, I just can't help but feel that way, (laughs) like, it's like, oh, shit, because like, Independent filmmaking is so hard, you know, and, and, and all you want to do is just make a good movie, and, and all you want to do is just be a filmmaker and not suck at it, and... And then you do. And then you fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I mean, we come from experience, you know, so it's not, you know... You know I'm watching some of my stuff I did back, back in college, and it's like, oh, wow, like, Ooh. shit, I, did I do this? Like, oh, did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, like, we, 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 you know, bash these films and, and we go through all this shit, but, like, we're not perfect, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've definitely made our, we're not fucking, you know, we're not a tours, you know? Oh, a tour. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm in a tour because all my movies are the same. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, I don't fuck you. I'm, I'm so, I'm such a special, such a special director because all my movies are so similar. If you think about it, that's really the definition of an auteur. It really is. Is that, is that all their movies are so much the same that you recognize them all? So like, I don't yeah. know. Hot take of the podcast: auteurs are trash. Some can be. I agree. Some can be. But yeah, no, point being, you know, we're not perfect people, so when we make fun of shit like this, you know, we're it's, it's making fun of, of our- Yeah, it's coming out of love, and we're making fun of ourselves, really, because, you know, how, like, the, You know what? You know what? The, you know, these people made a movie and gotta put it on Netflix. What have I done in, like, yeah. the past, like, right. couple of years? Fuck right. shit, that's what I've done the past couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
and you ain't shit. But seriously, I yeah, honestly, I ain't shit either. It's cool. I mean, but honestly, yeah, it's like they actually got their fucking shit on Netflix. Like, yeah, so, so they're honestly better off in the film world than we are. Exactly. <laughs> so really, it's just kind of like a fuck us, honestly. Um, we're, we're making this podcast because our filmmaking dreams are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so after Diana and um. This nosy-ass cop have this conversation, so, um, the sister, Taryn, so Taryn is just frantically doing some research, and she's trying to figure out what the fuck is happening to her, uh, she knows something's up, um, and, uh, her brother approaches her and was like, hey, we're gonna go to the store and get some stuff for Nikki's birthday party, you know, do you want anything from the store, or do you want to come with us, and, and, like, casually, fucking Taryn's just like, can you pick me up some sage sticks? Way to know you're paranormal. Congratulations. <laughs> and it's it's like where it's did she so... think like where did they're they're probably honestly just going to Walmart or so like does Walmart even carry safe sticks? You know, probably not. And even if they did, I wouldn't buy them from fucking Walmart. Because <laughs> there's <laughs> supposed to be like are they supposed to be, like, blessed by witches or something? Yeah, well, not- they're not supposed- you don't have to have them blessed by witches. Um, but, like, you should probably get good quality sage. Like, you should probably order from, like, a good seller, you know, There's and you should probably find- Additives in my sage There's stick. Additives in my- Excuse me, is that a preservative in my sage stick? Is this gluten-free? Is this gluten-free? <laughs> well, this is this my hopes and dreams? Yeah, is this keto? Yeah, I'm looking for some keto sage sticks, thanks. But I just love how she, like, casually <laughs> throws that in there, you know? Yeah. She's just like, oh, by the way, can you just get me some sage sticks? Like, you can just fucking get those anywhere. Oh, bitch. And and he's like, what, the spice? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, like, sticks to burn. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. No, I'm sorry, the only thing that would have made this better is if he, he came... Like, he came back with, like, a like a container of, like, you know, dehydrated sage powder. It's like, well, I couldn't find the sticks, but is this powder okay? I picked and up she... some oregano on the way over here. Is that similar? <laughs> you know how you say she's on oregano? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, is the oregano close enough? Can you just... Fucking a mess. <laughs> Just going around your house burning a tub of oregano. <laughs> Spirits be gone from this house. That's a spicy spirit. <laughs> oh, There's spicy spirits in this house. They'll only be dispersed away by oregano. <laughs> Gluten free and keto only. <laughs> so they go to the store and they pick up their shit and they, uh, they, they come, or, um, yeah, they're at the store and then Taryn. Um, ends up just kind of wandering the house, and she ends up going into the basement, and she finds a box of shit. <laughs> like, she just finds, like, this tackle box full of, like, really old pictures and, like, just a lot of, um, random things, and she's totally intrigued, um, but she, um, hears something upstairs, and then she ends up just taking it upstairs with her. Oh, another note, um, uh, in the beginning, one of the guys mentioned something to, um, to, uh, uh, Morticia Karen about storing some stuff in the basement. She's like, oh, it's been locked ever since I moved in. Oh, that's so, right. So, so then, when did, when did they first get into the basement? And was that even addressed? Oh, um, no, the basement door just opened. I think uh, there was yeah, a, yeah, there was like a point in time where like there was a shot of it just opening. And I think that's when Taryn went down there. Oh, okay, um, that's I, right. Yeah, I think that was when either either Nikki was down there with the axe, or it was before that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it, it was, you know, one of those spooky poltergeist things that happened. So, and then uh, Taryn brings the box of shit up to her room, and she's going through it, and she's going through it, like, super secret, you know, she doesn't want anybody to know she's looking through some shit. Um, and then she goes through this box, and she ends up finding some sort of certificate. You can't really tell what it is, because the shine of it, like, you can tell it was laminated. And, like, <laughs> it was really hard, because, like, I was legit sitting here watching this, and I was like, 
what the fuck? Like, I had to pause it, and I was like, I, I literally cannot fucking read this. What is it? And then she starts freaking out. She's like, oh my god. And she starts crying. I'm like, I don't know what she looked at. It was really weird, honestly. I had no idea what it was. Later on, we find out that it's a, her birth certificate. It's her original birth certificate, which is interesting. They don't laminate those. They sure don't. So uh, there's there's some information for you there in case anyone's thinking about laminating a document that may or may not be your birth certificate. Don't. <laughs> so she ends up finding um, Diana, Karen Morticia, and um, who apparently this is just an explosion of exposition. <laughs> like outright, Diana's just like, I'm your stepmom. <laughs> And Taryn's like, what? <laughs> and like, just this whole exchange between the both of them with like how there's like this family lineage and um, they talk about, I think they briefly touch base about like the curse. There's like some sort of curse that's going on where it's like, oh, you know, like Taryn's like, my grandparents were, you know, were murdered or... You know, like, how it skips generations and, like, how she was actually related to Lizzie Borden and shit. Um, and Karen Morticia's like, yeah, she's like, you know, I married your father and, and you know, you, you were the only daughter of his and blah, blah, blah. Which is really weird because, like, there's a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, where does the brother fit in all this? It's weird. It, no, like, deadass. Like, at that point, I was... I was so confused, and I wasn't following it at all, so I pulled up the Wikipedia uh, <laughs> plot description. I was reading through, and I'm like, oh, that's what's going on right now. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just a dumbass, but I was sitting there like, no, I don't understand what's going on right no, now. You I were, have no, idea you were what's not, going on. You were not the only one, because, like, I legit, I was trying so fucking hard to just I was trying so hard to even just continue to watch this um so yeah no it was just out of nowhere just I'm your stepmom what <laughs> like you're my what you're my you're my, what I'm a what so yeah and then uh Taryn you know just continues to talk about the lineage of murder in the family and and, and Taryn is like you know what I've had enough of this bullshit I'm fucking out goodbye so she ends up packing her shit, and at this point, the her friends are all back, and they're setting up for Nikki's party, and they're all just so preoccupied with setting up for Nikki's party, and Taryn is just, like, running around like a chicken with her head cut off and just going around packing her shit, and, you know, finally she comes into the, you know, like, the, the area where everyone's sitting and setting up, and she's like, I'm leaving! <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm sorry. Just and, and her brother's like, well, Nikki's parties tonight, and like there's just like that ex- this weird exchange that happens, and she's like, well, I'm leaving, and she leaves, and her brother's like, okay, just be back by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you not understand what I'm leaving means? Like, it just like, like none of it flowed, and and so Taryn goes outside, and she starts the car. And she's trying to start the car, and it doesn't start. It keeps stalling. And she ended up going back in and asking for her brother's keys. And was just, and she's like, you know, give me your keys! And he just, like, looks at her and then just calmly gives her his keys. And, and so she goes back, and she tries to start the car again. doesn't start. And she's getting really frustrated at this point. So she goes back into the car, or not the car, she goes back into the house, very upset, and she just, like, goes up to one of her friends and is like, give me your keys! <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. She, she's basically, like, like carjacking them at this point. Seriously, like, I really, I'm sorry, but, like, if I were in that situation and if somebody just fucking came up to me and was like, give me your keys, I'd be like, hold the fuck on. Are you on... This insurance plan? Are you paying for my gas? For my insurance? Seriously. No. Uh, you are not touching my keys. <laughs> like, break your fucking wrists, dude. Like, no. Like, it just, none of it made any, it just didn't flow. 
And, and so Taryn um, goes outside and she tries, the, you know, the, her friend's car doesn't work. So all of these cars are stalling. And then she gets out of the car and then she looks down and all of the tires are popped. <laughs> and she's like, oh shit! <laughs> Just remember, if your car isn't starting... Check, check your tires. Check your tire pressure. <laughs> <laughs> this, the timing of that was really bad. It was so bad. Um, and but but here's my next thing. In this situation, you know, none of the cars are working. Why didn't she call an Uber, dude? Right? Like it's 2015. It's. Yeah, they, they had Uber four years ago. They, they did. Yeah, there's Uber. Or even, you know, the taxi service. Like, if you were really that desperate to get out, you would have gotten out. So, yeah. No. Am I saying she deserved what she gets? You're victim blaming, no. and I'm not sure I'm agreeing with you on that. Well, I mean, Fuck I'm you. just saying she could have called a cab if I mean, she, she was have. really that. I mean, she was carjacking her friends. You think she would have, like, called a cab, you know? That's, yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> she just fucking gets really upset for like a hot second, and even like even at one point, like Nikki's like, "What about my birthday?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like your friend is in like all this distress, and she keeps telling you that she's in distress, and you just don't give a fuck. Like all you care about are your fucking paper lanterns and. <laughs> and and fucking having a birthday party like when your friend isn't oh okay all right all right the friend who while you were sleepwalking took an axe out of your hand and put you to bed and, right it's just so like, like what about my birthday bitch like, <laughs> oh my god oh but remember Nikki is so vain oh that's right remember oh yeah she only gives a shit about herself I forgot about that and checking your hair in the swimming pool that's all she cares about. We we remember we were we were told this about Nikki in the first five minutes. <laughs> Damn. How did we lose interest so quickly? I will wow, it's almost know. like I don't care about these characters at all. <laughs> Damn. Uh the story, I think we can all agree, is just off the fucking walls at this point. We're not really entirely sure what's going on. Uh, the only tidbits of information we have is that Taryn and her brother and a couple friends stay in a house and it turns out Taryn is part of some family lineage because she's related to Lizzie Borden somehow and there's some sort of family curse. That's literally all we have. Something like that. It's very vague. Uh, the cop comes back at some point and he is just inquiring a little more about, you know, like how the cars won't start and just about, you know, the kids at the house and shit. He just is fucking nosy as hell. And he was even just like, having car problems? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then Darren's like, no. <laughs> at least I think that's how that went. And he's like, oh, you sure? <laughs> it's just, it was, it was weird. It was weird. So later on, the friends are talking about, you know, how upset Taryn got, and, and, and Taryn was just chilling out in her room, and her friends are talking about her, and, and I think at one point Jenna was just like, it was either Jenna or Nikki was like, um, did she take her meds? <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> and, and also, I feel like, I feel like if you're just gonna, uh, okay, if you're gonna have a character have some sort of mental illness, you can't just spring it up out of nowhere, like, Oh, by the way, if she has a men- you know, she has mental illness, that could be part of it. It's like, wait, where did that come from? Like, I like, feel like that would have been established earlier. <laughs> they, they did plenty of character establishment, you know, in the beginning. I don't know why they wouldn't have mentioned that. Missed one. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that exchange was really weird. I, yeah. I didn't really understand that. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's really not how that works. But, okay, go ahead. That's fine. We'll just move on. Um... And, uh, the night, the night cometh, and Nikki has her, um, has her friends come over, and she shows them the guest house, um, in the back. Uh, again, it was just a very casual conversation, you know, that, I, I one of her friends is like, oh, how much do you pay? And it's like, 
Apparently she pays three twenty five for a room and utilities. Like that's cheap as fuck, man. Yeah. Where can I fucking live for three twenty five? No wonder why they all decided to go in there. Right? Shit. I wonder why uh, they went to to Marticia Karen for for their housing. You know, she's a good I mean, landlord. She's a great landlord. And so, but she's so eccentric. But she's so eccentric with her blonde hair and, and her, her you know, eyeliner. Her average looking self. <laughs> she's so eccentric. She um, will be speaking to the manager. Oh, she will be. You bet your, bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> um, so, um, as, as this conversation happens, so Nikki shows her friends uh, the guest house and asks how much she pays. She's like, oh yeah, three twenty five for a room with utilities. And then someone just like blurts out, yeah, for a murder house. And then it just ends there. Yeah. They did not bring it up for, like, the next five minutes. And they're all just like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> they just go into another room It's like, uh, that, that's quite a thing to just ignore. Yeah, I, I mean, when I hear murder house, I, personally, I'd be like, oh, well, what do you mean? I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I, that doesn't make sense. It was really, it was just fucking weird. Uh, the conversation goes on and there's, uh, there's, uh, one friend who, uh, was saying, you know, she's like, oh yeah, no, she's like, my mom was really worried about me coming here. And then she goes, you know how Jewish mothers are. Oh my god. Ow! When will it stop? Oh, oh, that, oh. Sorry, that does remind me. Earlier at, um, mm. before the party, you know, when everyone was, you know, the, the squad was talking around the pool. Uh, the the one guy friend was like, "Oh, is so and so chick gonna be there?" And Nikki was like, "Oh, uh, you're Catholic and she's Jewish." Oh yeah, and it, it wouldn't work out. And it's like apparently Catholics and Jews can't be together. But but that was a um a foreshadowing. Remember, he's Catholic. Oh. That's right. I, like, no. briefly forgot about that, because that's actually, like, relatively important later on in well, the story. Well, because, no, wait, like, later in the story... The storm. Later in the story, I was like, oh, that's why they made that weird joke. Okay. Like, um, great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> really pushed that one through. Um, but yeah, no, so, my mom was worried. You know how Jewish mothers are... Like, can, can we fucking not... Can, can we please? Like, I, I don't think that's that directly pertains to Jewish people. Like, like, can you please stop that? Like, that's incredibly racist, I feel like. I, I, I don't know. That's just a line. I feel like that shouldn't exist in there. Like, yeah, it's stop. like, it's just, just stop. Just stop talking. Can, can you not? Can you please not? And they fucking keep talking about this house and... And, like, one of the friends is like, you're actually in the Lizzie Borden house. This looks nothing like the Lizzie Borden house. This looks like an actual fucking mansion you would find, like, somewhere in, like, L.A. Like, no joke. This is a very nice, modern home. It's like, this is nothing even close to Lizzie Borden level. It just, oh my god, it was bad. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm like, you guys are really fucking trying here. And like, I'll give you props for it, but damn. And and you know, the thing is, the thing is, if they did not use Lizzie Borden, if they would have just said, like, made up some sort of, you right, know, like made someone else up. Yeah, made, made up a character, like, that would have solved so, so many of the problems in, in this movie. So many of the writing problems. But... Why did you have to choose Lizzie Borden? You can go on the internet, look up her, you know, her lineage and stuff, and see that, like, you know, it's not real. You can look up pictures of her house. You know, it it just makes absolutely no sense at all. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know Lizzie Borden was, you know, up in a mansion with a guest house and a fucking swimming pool. That's that's neat. Like, oh, wow, I didn't know any of this. Thanks. <laughs> I should probably just like, rethink everything I know like, about Lizzie I, Borden. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> basically, like, getting your your uh, your African history from the the ancient aliens. You know? <laughs> right? It's like, guys, come on. 
And, and then they uh, they talk about like an urban legend on August fourth, which happens to be Nikki's birthday and happens to be the night of the birthday party. And they're like, yeah, they're like the urban legend, you know, like she she comes back on August fourth, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> they just kind of like I... brushed it off. They all get changed, and they're all about to party. And this, this girl, oh my God, just says she has a bottle in her hand, acting like a real drunken lady. It's just like, bring it on, Lizzie fucking Borden. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like, could you just shut the fuck up? That was painful, and never. It was really cringy. It was. So like trying to trying to pull off a one liner one liners one liners yeah. are never good. No, like it's just not in that situation. Oh. I feel like that was just fucking weird. It was just out of place and and it was just it was so cringy. I was like, ooh, okay. And then like the music that they play for the party is so royalty free it hurts. <laughs> like, which again is cool, man. I mean like getting rights to music is, is crazy expensive, you know, but but like the way it just the music was, like it was bad. It actually sounded like it was coming from an actual speaker. <laughs> like which typically I don't know if anyone notices in films where like if there's a party scene, you know, the way that it's that the music plays is like it's like an actual background track. Like actually in the film, it wouldn't be like from a speaker. Like and then the the fucking boom mic would pick it up, you know? Like it would just be actually like in the film. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty weird. I had to say it because it bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then it just goes to this random fucking girl doing cocaine. Yeah. She's just like in the guest house, just doing a couple lines of coke, and she's just like and she just like leans back and is like, yeah. I do cocaine! <laughs> it was weird. It, like, it only came up once again, and it was just her. Yeah. It was just her. She was alone, just like, I'm gonna do some coke. Like, I go, oh, I'll be right back, guys. Uh, just gonna go do some coke alone. Yeah, alone. By myself. By myself. Like, it. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the writers don't know college kids. No, I don't know really who wrote this, but Jesus. Anyway, so um, they cut to a scene where Taryn is in her room and she's just studying and, and just doing some more research on, I'm assuming her lineage and what the hell's going on in the house. Jenna comes in and she goes in to check on her and and she's just like you know everything is everything okay blah 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 and just kind of talking to her. And at one point she even makes a comment of like, smells like a library in here. Okay. Is that supposed to be like nerd shaming me? Because if it was, that was a really bad joke. <laughs> that was like really bad. Yeah. Like, it, and that could be so many different smells, I would feel like. Like, would it smell like old books? Would it smell like... Uh, yeah, it... I haven't been in a again, library in a while, I'm no, gonna be it, real. <laughs> again, with the one-liners, like... One-liners just don't go... They don't flow. They just don't. I don't Unless you're it. being intentionally campy, one-liners are just not right. good. Right. They're bad. In this film, they're bad. And, um, so there's, uh, the party that, that kind of just goes on after that. So after Jenna checks on Taryn, and there's, a uh, the girl. This is the same girl who's like, you know how Jewish mothers are? Is <laughs> the same girl, so she's trying to leave and go back home. Um, and she's going, like, by this, like, back gate, and then she turns around and she sees, uh, Diana, so, um, Morticia Karen, and she sees Ronald McDonald Lizzie Borden <laughs> standing behind her, and, and, uh, this girl's just, like, starting to kind of freak out a little bit, and, and, um, all of a sudden she gets tapped by, um, Morticia Karen and Ronald McDonald Lizzie Borden. <sighs> Then, yep, yeah, so she just gets attacked, and we don't really know what happens after that to her. And then it cuts to, like, this really weird scene where Nikki is, like, sitting on the floor, and she's just, like, in a hallway, and, like, she sees, like, the Ronald McDonald Lizzie, and then she just looks up at her, and she's like, 
you weren't at my party. And then she just gets, like, sucked into the room. <laughs> and it's like, it, it just came out of nowhere. It was really weird. I'm not entirely sure. Like, I mean, but to be fair, it just kind of, like, that's how, it, like, all the other shit kind of kicked off. Yeah, like, one by one, they start getting picked off, and it's just kind of, like, I don't know how to describe it. It just, it was awkward. Like, cause yeah. it was like they tried to set up the the scene, and then they got snatched. Set up the scene, then they got snatched. Right. I, I can't, I can't really put my finger on it or put it into words. It was just not done well. No, it was just, yeah, like, in, in super quick succession, now people are, like, really dying. I guess they needed more extras to kill. Yeah. So, which is cool. Hey, man, we all need extras to kill. <laughs> <laughs> we all need them. So, and now, uh, as people are dying, uh, now these five friends are cornered, and there's more exposition going on about demons and the paranormal, and, like, they're trying to get out of there, and... And, like, the Catholic boy, you know, was just going on about, like, demons and, like, oh, well, you know, maybe this is a demon and and this curse is, you know, and he's just going on and on. And, like, a lot of it, honestly, is just not accurate. Like, I used to do a lot of paranormal research and I used to do a lot of uh, paranormal investigating and a lot of it was just like, oh, God, these people have no fucking idea. (laughs) They don't know. They don't know. And, uh, so there's all that exposition happening. And then, like, Taryn's brother starts getting, like, really angry. Because Taryn is just like, listen, I'm adopted. (laughs) Do you remember that? He gets so mad. Dude, he gets pissed. Man, he goes off the deep end. He's just like, what? (laughs) He starts like, you're my sister. Yeah, it's fucking weird. He just won't stop. He's pissed off. Um, and she's like, but I am. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the whole exchange. Um, and, and then the Catholic boy mentions, like, this is a dangerous demon. Like, like no. <laughs> really. And, and it's like, do, do you not care about the uh, the drama happening right here? Like, I, I, it's, I mean, have some sympathy for the situation, man. <laughs> right? It's just, you're just kind of standing there. It was, yeah, again. Awkward, awkward dialogue. <laughs> and someone suggests that he needs to perform an exorcism. <laughs> it's like that reminds me of those uh those posters where it's like, I have a nose ring, so I must rebel. It's like I'm Catholic, so I must be able to perform exorcism. It's just that awful, <laughs> awful trope, you know? It's that yeah. awful stereotype of, like, you're Catholic, you must know how to perform an exorcism. Yeah. Like, like, whoa, stop! Like, oh, just, hold on, I just feel like a lot of guilt and can't eat shrimp, man. Like, I just, <laughs> just... I don't know anything about exorcisms. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it again another really weird exchange of just like you you're Catholic, so you must know how to fucking do an exorcism. And he's like, I can't do it. And it's like, yeah, you're probably right. You can't, but you're gonna do it anyway. For and we're gonna finish this goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> Taryn and uh, I think Jenna are just going around and and they're trying to find a way out. They're trying to, like, break the windows and shit. And at one point, fucking Darren even makes a comment. She's like, this is beyond messed up. And then it just shows, like, one of the friends and she's, like, dead on the bed. (laughs) And she just looks at her. This is beyond messed up. Uh, appropriate. Yeah. I'd say for the situation. (laughs) So they're trying to break the windows. They're trying to get out. Well, they can't. So, um, they're trying to do, um, at this point, they're gonna try to do an exorcism on, on Morticia Karen, um, considering it was her with Ronald McDonald Lizzie Borden behind her the whole time. So, I mean, obviously that, obviously that must mean they have to give her an exorcism. Uh, so they're trying to give her an exorcism in the basement, and, uh, this is where the nosy cop comes back. And this nosy cop is just, he just, like, walks right fucking in. Yeah. He's just like, hello? <laughs> just walks right into the fucking house, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. You got a warrant, pig? Yeah, so they tried to do this exorcism, and the cop is just, like, standing there while they're, like, tying her up. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> he just doesn't he, give a shit. He's, and, like, 
there's just no emotion in his face, no emotion in his words or his tone. He's just standing there. He's just kind of standing there watching. And it, it, it was so bad. Yeah, he's... He makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, he there's there are a lot of weird things happening with this cop. So yeah, the cop is just fucking standing there, and and they end up moving to the basement, and they're just going around, and and they're just trying to give this you know woman a fucking exorcism. You know, they're downstairs and they're trying to fucking you know be like ah uh, you know power of Christ compels you yeah. you know and trying to get this demon this so called demon I, which I thought it was a curse. I thought it was I a poltergeist. A, and a, <laughs> Poltergeist? Is it a curse or is it a demon? Like poltergeists and demons are two obviously they're two separate entities that typically don't go inside with each other. And then a curse is just like a general a general thing. Like I just don't get (laughs) what is it? Pick one. The the exorcism clearly isn't working. And the cop just fucking hands this Catholic boy, a gun, <laughs> and is like, you know what to do. <laughs> and I was like, it's me. It's like, it's like a like, nineteen-year-old kid just performing an exorcism on your landlord, and a cop just hands you a gun. You know what to do, son. Like, I've been here for five fucking days, and now I have a gun to my head, and I'm trying to perform an exorcism on my landlady. It's like, it's like, like you're, a, you're a trained cop, why don't you do it? <laughs> it's like a bad fever dream. Like, <laughs> my god, I don't, and this kid, she's just standing there, you know, and, and, and or he's just sitting there, and this cop is just like, you know, this is the only way to end this. And he just, this poor kid kills himself. You know, Taryn thinks that it's over, you know, and she's upstairs and she's, like, holding the door and she's, like, freaking out, you know, and the door eventually stops moving and she thinks that it's done and it's over with and she goes downstairs and she sees that, you know, God boy is is dead, killed himself, and this cop, you know, is is the only one that's just, like, there, and it's just like, yeah, here's, you know, this is what, this is what happened to you, and now you're, like, the last living Borden or something like that. And again, just more exposition of just, you're the last living Borden, and, and now it's time for a demon to possess you, I yeah. guess. The, the father and um, uh, Morticia Karen sent her off as a baby, yep. hopes to avoid this, and uh, look what came. Look what came up. Yep. That's a sense. That, that's, they literally could have saved all, like, they could have saved so much fucking time. Seriously, they could have just been like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's this curse where your grandparents died. And, uh, yeah, we had to send you off because we didn't want it to pass on to you. <laughs> but, yeah. no, they have to go you through all these fucking groups. Okay, when, when, you know, the cops come to find all these bodies and stuff, what is this officer gonna say? Like, right? oh, yeah, uh, this kid shot himself in the face uh, with my gun that he took from me <laughs> it's like it's like with the forensics and stuff they they, yeah, they they'll know <laughs> so it's like like and then what's he gonna say like okay well yeah i i did tell him to kill himself but you see there was a a poltergeist demon curse well, in the house welcome to fall river massachusetts <laughs> like <laughs> jesus like how is this how is this all going to be explained is what i want to know it's really it, it can't be that's the problem like they tried so hard and it just so at the end, um, it shows the cop taking out Morticia Karen, you know, and and she's like crying and she's like super upset. And then it shows Taryn and she's like, "I'm fine." And then she looks at the camera and she's like, "I'm home now." And like her fucking eyes are like all red. And that was the end of this painful, painful experience. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't even really know what else to say. I got one more thing. So do they all have rich parents sending them money? Because you don't see it. One of those kids leaving the house to go to a part-time job. No, you sure don't. When I was... And you don't see them going to class. No, like... It, when, when I was in yeah. college, I was either... Like, I was either working or I was at school. And sometimes I would have some free time, but, like... 
work or school, man. That's yeah. I didn't have a lot of free time in college. It was a lot of yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't know where these kids are getting their funds, and I don't know how they're keeping their grades up. Yeah, but, right. Uh, it's like they're just like, let's have this birthday party. Let's go to the lake. Let's get possessed by a demon. <laughs> like, it's, I I mean, again, I feel like the writers don't know what college kids are actually like. Right. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Like, something that we, like, touched on earlier, like, I can see where they were, like, going. I can see where they were going with this, but you're right. Why did they have to use Lizzie Borden? I feel like if they just made up another axe murderer, or they just made up another family curse, or, like, made up yeah. some other true crime. Like, just generic, oh, you're from a cursed family. Okay. Right, like, that, honestly, it would have been way better. I probably would have enjoyed it way more. I probably would have been like, oh, okay, you know, like, that's cool. But, like, you're already basing it off of, like, something that really fucking happened. And, like, Lizzie Borden, like, the story of Lizzie Borden, that's not a curse at all. (laughs) Like, there's no curse surrounding that at all. She, like, was sick of her father's shit and and fucking killed him. Like, and she was, you know, tired of, of living under her stepmom's reign and just she fucking hated everybody so she killed them like that has nothing really to do like i can i can see where somebody would be like oh wouldn't it be fun if we made it like some sort of ghost cursey thing but taking a story like that and then applying it to the principles that you had in american poltergeist were just bad it didn't fucking work it did not like it's just Again, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was, like, a totally made-up crime. Right. I would have been like, oh, okay, that wasn't terrible. I would have got- I would have- Right, I would have given them a lot more credit, but the fact that, like, you're gonna do this to Lizzie Borden. (laughs) Don't do this to her. (laughs) Again, it's- this is- there was nothing spooky about that situation. It was just chick who killed her dad and stepmom. Right. So, like, I- I don't know. For again, it's just weird. And like maybe too, like if they would have actually made it like a found footage film, based you know off of like a totally made up crime, I felt I, I feel like that would also make it maybe a little more enjoyable too. See, okay, I I, I don't know. I would think so. See, personally, like like for me personally, I just can't do found footage anymore. Just yeah, I don't know why. Just at any time I start a movie, I see it's found footage. I'm like, just. No interest whatsoever. So, I mean, I mean, to each their own, you know. It's just, for me, I don't, I'm not a fan. I just feel like for that type of story, for that type of, type of premise, mm-hmm. that would have been really cool as a found footage. You know, I mean, it could have it could have gone well either way. You know, like, told right. as a story or found footage, but... But what we can agree upon is that you shouldn't not have used Lizzie Borden. Yeah, no. It weird. Keep her fucking out of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that story alone is, is just, is really cool on its own. Well, not cool, but like, it's really fascinating and interesting on its own that you don't really need to sneak it into like, another plot of a movie. It, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, the Lizzie Borden story it is just such a fascinating, great tale of a woman who was just fucking done and you don't need to do anything else with that well uh that was american poltergeist um so thanks for joining us on our spiel thanks for joining us uh we will be broadcasting at some fucking point um in the meantime bye bye bitch Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Gorgeous Babes of Horror. We really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, if you have a chance, please stop by our Patreon at patreon.com slash gorgeousbabesofhorror. We also have social media, facebook.com slash gorgeousbabesofhorror and Twitter, username gorgeousboh. And thanks for tuning in to the podcast that makes bad jokes about horrible cinema and horrible events. Smell you later. <laughs>